0: We have to go back! Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 1989 animated classic, All Dogs Go to Heaven.
1: Mm, that's a sweet idea, isn't it?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, bit, man... For a movie that sounds so pleasant, it is so incredibly dark. I was not expecting half of uh, what I saw in this movie. Uh, But before we get into uh, our reactions and all that, Happy New Year, everyone. First podcast of 2017. Welcome back. You made it. And, uh, and we got to start off, uh, I had a birthday, and, uh, and Grayson said, hey, pick pick a movie. Pick whatever movie. So I decided that's to pick a movie. That's my present to
1: you. You get to pick <laughs> this movie.
0: <laughs> uh, so we picked a movie uh, from my birth year, 89, and uh, oh, no, I was good to heaven.
1: Oh, is that why we watched this?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, that's why.
1: I don't know. I just went along with it.
0: Yeah, it was also one of my favorite movies growing up. Uh, I watched it a ton um, and I didn't pick up as many of the things that I should have picked up because I'm like, I'm rewatching the movie. I'm like, I remember this
1: scene, but I did not attach this context to it. Yeah, it reads a lot differently when you have a fully developed brain. Yeah, and you understand gambling a little bit better.
0: And now for a quick synopsis of All Dogs Go to Heaven it is a 1989 fantasy comedy. Music, <laughs> that's how it's categorized. Um, All Dogs Go to Heaven is a 1989 animated musical comedy drama film. Too many, <laughs> it covers a whole spectrum. Uh, directed and produced by Don Bluth, uh, and uh, released by United Artists and Goldcrest Films. Um, it is a movie all about. Charlie B. Barkin, voiced by Burt Reynolds, a German shepherd who is murdered uh, by his former friend Carface, voiced by Vic Tabak, uh, but forsakes his place in heaven to return to Earth, where he and his best friend Itchy uh I don't know why I said that weird, uh, Itchy Itchiford, voiced by Don DeLuise, uh, teamed up with a young orphan girl, Anne-Marie, voiced by Judith Barcy. Uh, who teaches them an important lesson about
1: honesty, loyalty, and love? Also stars Charles Nelson Riley and Lonnie Anderson.
0: Yes, Charles Nelson Riley. You don't get CNR. I, I didn't realize that he was in this movie. I know him from Weird Al's song, <laughs> CNR. Uh, and
1: he's also on the match game. Yeah, he was the top right position. Yep. Yep.
0: Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, and he also uh, played the role of, um, what was it, Spike? Or no, Killer. He was the voice of Killer Mm -hmm. um, in pretty much every incarnation of All Dogs Go to Heaven. There was a All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, uh, Back in the Habit, uh, and (laughs) the All Dogs Go to Heaven animated series, uh, which we will talk about more. Well, in uh,
1: this case, it would be Back in the Collar.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Right. The movie uh, was produced with a $13 million budget and grossed box office Lee uh, $27.1 million. Uh, This movie would have done way better, but it came out literally the same weekend as The
1: Little Mermaid. Oh, that's tough.
0: That is just rough. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: that is really difficult. <laughs>
0: um, but the movie Saving Grace was the VHS sales; like it circulated wildly on DV or on DVD. It was so good. It <laughs> produced well on a format that didn't even exist at the time. Um, no, but it did really well on VHS, and that's why uh, they made All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. Uh, which came out uh, several years later. I want to say 1993. Six. Plus three. Uh, six, yes.
1: <laughs> You're counting in dog years. Right, yeah, 1993 and dog years. It really uh, was one dog year until it came out. Yeah, look at that. Um, and the number
0: for VHS releases, uh, it was... One of the top-selling VHS releases of all time, selling over 3 million copies in its first month. Eat your heart out, Little Mermaid. <laughs> it also made its way to uh, SVHS, which is Super VHS. What uh, is that? Eight- <laughs>
1: is that one of those big ones that news stations use? Um,
0: I want to say yes. I want to say it was like HD, but for VHS. Uh No, yeah, it used a color under modulation scheme. So it improved the luminance uh, on the bandwidth. So this has been VHS Ooh. talk. <laughs> uh, but yes. Like
1: the HD DVD scandal up against <laughs> Blu
0: ray. Yes, it's exactly that. Uh, it also made its way to Laserdisc. So you can start looking for those at uh, those garage sales that you're oh. going to. Uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven on Laserdisc. Uh, But yes, the movie did crazy well on VHS, which is why it got its sequel, uh, which, um, again, All Dogs Go to Heaven too. And then uh, there was a TV series, All Dogs Go to Heaven, the series, uh, featuring an All Dogs Christmas Carol, obviously with Carface being Scrooge. Um, I mentioned those things because I remember it distinctly. I don't know how, but I watched all of these things. I watched both the movies and the series like in its entirety. And I didn't realize it until I went back and looked at some clips online. All Dogs Go to Heaven, the series, is touched by an angel,
1: <laughs> but with dogs. Do they have, like, the doggy of death?
0: Uh... No, but um, you know the um the Whippet dog, yeah, who is like in heaven. They had like her sister who was in hell, and she was like also like this mischief. She's like, oh man, I want them to not do good things. Uh, it was an interesting series. But even the theme song to the uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven the series is very very similar to uh. The Touch by an Angel series, which I thought was just amazing. It's like,
1: Bark with you, till the sun <laughs> don't even shine. <laughs> Bark with,
0: Bark with you. you. So the movie uh, is derived from a um, a book that Don Bluth, the producer of the film, um, his teacher had read to him when he was a child, and it was an anthology of stories about noir-style dog detectives. Um, and Bluth sure. only remembered the title and looked it up years later when he became a filmmaker, uh, but decided that he didn't like the story and based it off an entirely new idea, but just use the title.
1: Because they didn't have Google back then. Right. <laughs> yeah. right.
0: And uh, the movie was produced, like I just said, Don Bluth, uh, who also made Land Before Time, An American Tale, and The Secret of Nim. Um, oh, all movies known for um, severe emotional uh, fits for me. Uh, I remember The Superman Nym terrified me. American Tale made me cry. So did it Land Before Time.
1: What about Rockadoodle? He did Rockadoodle.
0: <laughs> Love Rockadoodle. Oh, man. That's going to be reviewed eventually. Uh, I remember that very, very distinctly. Uh, but yeah, so Don Bluth, he, he's a really great animator. Um, he he was like one of the, uh, I guess his appeal pre, uh, pre-Dreamworks, he was like the bad boy at Disney. And he worked at Disney, but then he, I don't know what the full story is back there, but he they say he struck out from the Titan and formed his own production company. And so... I guess that's why he was fine with opening the same weekend as another Disney film. He's like, "We'll see who will write." Okay, great, Little Mermaid. Uh, when, wow. <laughs> when I was watching, uh, I was watching this movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven, with my wife. Uh, when the alligator song came out, <laughs> she, as soon as the number ended, she just leaned over and she said, "Well, he's no Sebastian." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a that's a tough company to go against. Yeah. He'd be like, "Well, I will see you in the SBHS sales game." <laughs> I wonder if he left Disney because he pitched this idea to Disney, but he pitched it with Pluto. He was like, "All right, so we kill Pluto." <laughs>
0: uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, another reason why he wanted to do this movie, I just you just reminded me of the whole dog connection uh, is that uh, Morris Francis Sullivan, the Sullivan and Sullivan Bluth studios explained that all dogs was inspired by the fact that the top three animated films of all time at that point in time were all about dogs, Fox and the Hound, 101 Dalmatians and Lady and the Tramp. So he said, we're going to make our dog movie and make them have existential
1: crises Perfect. This was before Oliver and Company, right?
0: It was. Yeah, Oliver and Company was a 90s film.
1: Yeah. I don't think we shared the uh, tagline for this film, though. Oh, (laughs) no, we
0: have not. What
1: is it? All dogs go to heaven, but not all dogs stay there.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. So the movie's cast, like we said before, uh, is an all- star cast uh much like uh the secret life of pets modern day uh it is it was an all-star cast they had uh tom Selleck as charlie b barkin
1: burt reynolds what did i say tom Selleck. it's an easy mistake to make
0: i'm pretty sure i said yeah you're right <laughs> fun fact guess who voiced uh charlie b barkin in the animated series
1: well, I have it right here, but I could act like I'm guessing. Uh, I'd have to say Charlie Sheen. Oh
0: no, that is
1: incorrect. Oh, oh, that was in All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. Correct.
0: Yes, that. Yeah, you, you're right. It was Charlie Sheen, which I did not realize. But the series, Stephen Weber.
1: The basketball player,
0: <laughs> uh, the network executive from uh, Studio sixty, Studio sixty, yeah, yeah,
1: he was on Wings,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, and Wings. That that would be the one. And then uh, Ernest Borgnine uh, was the voice of Carface. Oh, and good old Cnr came back as Killer, just Going back to the well. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, there was something special, though, about Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise getting to work together again because they had done so many films before that that they actually improvised a lot of their lines and, like, kick Don Bluth out of the, the studio and be like, hey, we're just going to ad lib. And he would let them. He would let them, like, go off book, do stuff with the script. And then uh, he said a lot of the times it was actually better than what was originally written. That's awesome.
0: Uh, and we also had Judith Barcy. Uh, who was I mean you might know her from I would probably know her most from land before time because mm-hmm. uh, I believe she was uh ducky right
1: yeah she was ducky
0: yeah um, but she uh, had a huge impact on the film uh, because this was this is her last project because she uh, was tragically shot and killed uh, by her father uh, and so that happened in 1988,
1: and so... Yeah, so she was 10 years old when she died, uh, which means the movie actually came out a year and a half after her death.
0: hmm And so it happened during the film's production, and so um, in the scene with Carface's machine gun, they turned it into a laser gun, um, and they also made changes to the character of Anne-Marie to make it more like the late actress... Um, So Anne-Marie looks closer to uh, Judith Barsi. Don Bluth um, making these changes to the film was uh, somewhat therapeutic for him because he took the loss very, very hard. And like making Anne-Marie look closer to Judith Barsi was a big thing for him to be able to pay tribute to her during the film because she has such a uh, perfect voice. Like, I just, I just believed, like, there are several moments where I'm just, like, looking at the animation, I'm just like, like, they drew her, like, really, really well. Like, she looks real.
1: Yeah, and she, in my opinion, she's the, like, shining star of the film. Mm Mm-hmm. And she Uh, adds so much to every scene. There's a definitive shift in tone before her character is introduced to when she's in the remainder of the movie, and um, she just brings so much to it, but... Very sad. It's very sad,
0: and uh, and that is some of the production history and fun facts. That's oh, one more fact. thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Lonnie
1: it. Anderson from uh, WKRP Cincinnati. Ah, she uh, she was actually married to Burt Reynolds at the time.
0: That's right. And if you look inside of the uh, the Book of Life, uh, you'll see that Charlie's parents. Is Bert Barkin and
1: Lonnie Barkin? Yeah, she played the like caretaker of all the pups. She was Flo. Yeah, um, and then finally Ken Page played the Gator King, uh, who you may uh, be able to picture his voice more clearly as Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: I knew it. I knew it. I knew I heard that voice before. <laughs> Um, I'm
1: the booty man.
0: Now, uh, before we get into our review, last thing I want to uh, bring up is something that you might not be aware of, Grayson. Um, Rude. (laughs) uh, But this movie is also the originator of the trope known as the big-lipped alligator moment. Uh, The term was coined by the Nostalgia Chick uh, on the Nostalgia Critic. Uh, on from channel awesome. They reviewed this movie and it's, this is, it. this is the big lipped alligator moment. It's named after the random musical number sung by a big lipped alligator towards the end of the film. All dogs go to heaven. A scene that comes right out of nowhere has little to no bearing whatsoever on the plot and is way over the top in terms of ridiculousness, even within the context of the movie. And after it happens, no one ever speaks of it again.
1: <laughs> but he comes back and helps save the day. He does. He does come
0: back and save the day. And At first, I was just like, so the alligator is, what is he? <laughs> because when he first showed up, I'm like, wait, why is he, why are we getting introduced to a new character this late into the film? And then it was so he could come back and help him out later on.
1: It's also so you can survive the lesser villain to take on the greater villain later on. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at you, Fantastic Four remake. <laughs> That's how you do it. Take
0: a note from the big lift alligator moment. Um, but yes, so that is it. Those are the things. Now we're going to get into our review of the film.
1: Uh, so, hey, Grayson, um, what, what did we watch? We watched uh, Touching Tale, um, rooted in rock solid canine theology.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought. So, here's the thing growing up, I absolutely love this movie. Like, I watch it a ton. It is one of my first experiences with seeing animated pizza that's just like <laughs> better than any pizza I've ever had in real life. I'm just like, I'm never going to eat a pizza that looks that good. Yeah. I'm just never going to do it. Uh, and it was it was one of my favorites and I, I love the song like you can't keep a good dog down no you can't keep a good dog like I love that song. but I guess as a kid I just I, there's no way I could have just grasped like the sheer amount of like just it was it felt like I was watching an like a live action film like it could it could have been like not about dogs it could have just been a live action film. That was like a, a rated R comedy. It felt like more or less it was some version of Pineapple Express <laughs> a lot of the times because you start with someone breaking out of jail, going back to their business that someone else framed them for, then they get murdered, then they go to heaven, then he says, nah. I'm good. I want to go back to Earth for revenge. <laughs> and then he comes back, takes the other partner's secret weapon, and then kind of becomes a good hearted person by getting to know this other person and then dies again. Because, <laughs> like, I was a kid, I did not understand that they were gambling. I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're just doing things like i remember like the whole racing thing and i understood like oh races are just fun to watch like people just show up (laughs) to races and just like are excited like it's like nascar it's like oh yeah people like sure do like watching those things turn left like that was just my understanding of it well here in
1: venice california we actually do have turtle races no way yeah
0: oh man i was wondering about that because i'm just like where are you where people are just making bets on just anything? Like, how are you getting this cold, hard cash for, like, all these different random animal
1: races? And what is the hierarchy of language within these different animals? We can touch on that later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I just know that watching this movie as an adult, after not seeing it for quite some time, because literally the last time I watched it, it was on the VHS that we owned. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, it was just shocking to see all of these like very adult and mature themes that were happening um, that I'm just like, what was it about this movie that I loved? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I love the animation style. I love um, Charlie. And I, I do remember, I remember loving itchy. Um, and I, but I just don't think I was able to grasp on to like the actual premise of the movie because it's just, it's about, um, it's about a bad dog that learns to be good. I think it's more about a bad dog that wants to be rich. Grayson, I am just so proud of that. <laughs> I was, I was just imagining them like re-putting it on the trailer, on the poster. <sighs> sure. Yeah. You're fit.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I watched this movie uh, a ton as a kid, but I didn't remember anything. Really? Nothing. (laughs) It's like I was watching it for the first time.
0: Man, no, I remember everything. Like, as I was seeing it, like, I remember, like, I'm watching this scene. I'm like, oh, this thing is about to happen. But I didn't realize what was actually happening, like, context-wise. I'm just like, okay, cool. Now this is a scene where... They go to try to get money so they can start. I don't even think I thought they were betting on things, but like, oh, yeah, they're just going to go get money. Okay, I didn't realize that he is pit pocketing this stranger because they're dogs. I'm just like, dogs aren't capable of crime. Uh, The other thing, the one thing I didn't realize is how creepy and disturbing the whole you can never come back chant was. Oh, my word. I like, I (laughs) like, I freaked myself out. Like I, I just randomly said it, just like just randomly quoting the movie. I'm like, you can never come back. I'm like, no. I freaked myself out Mm -hmm. because that scene. Okay, so that scene where he daydreams about going to dog or maybe cat hell underworld place. Um, there was an extended version of that. Uh, There there are two majorly cut scenes. One was when Charlie got hit by the car. They, like, showed his dog body being thrown into the water. Well,
1: that's not what you want.
0: Yeah. Instead of just seeing the car just run over and you just, like, assume that that's what happened, Mm -hmm. they they actually had his body be thrown. Um, But the other one was, like, an extended, very extensive version of, like, what dog hell was. And it's this one, and I looked online and found a clip of it, and it's just like a real close-up of that like little cat and or dog demon of just saying, like, you could never go back. I was just like, oh, I see why you cut this. I would have oh. had nightmares
1: for years. Didn't they want to avoid the PG rating, too? They, they wanted it to stay a G-rated movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which
0: I'm... I mean, I guess that's 1989 standards (laughs) because PG was still pretty new at that or even PG 13 was pretty new at that time in the night or in the 80s. So
1: I guess they were still trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's what PG stood for. It was pretty new, but (laughs) it was like a silent G.
0: (laughs) Pretty new. (laughs) But yeah, it was it was it was just really surreal to watch. Like, I really wanted to watch it another time just so I could not have the shock of Seeing this movie and all of the very mature things, but I really liked uh, Charlie's arc. Like, it, like they first off they animate the animation is just incredible. Like, there's there's so much personality uh, There's so much awesome like dog mannerisms that they have. And mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing about Charlie is how he he just embodied just this human like very very well like I I was trying to pinpoint just the the nature or the rules of the world that they were operating under uh, because it's like this like in toy Story for example toy story is set in our world except for toys actually come alive and the toys are alive like that's like the rules like they still and the rules that they have to follow is that they're not supposed to be alive around kids or like around humans that's like the whole rule and i was trying to figure out like what the rule was in this world and i was just like so dogs are dogs but they're also people because they understand f- finances and
1: gambling like i, I, I just couldn't <laughs> i couldn't figure out like what the actual rules were but yeah, in my mind like- all animals are actually like people in this world, right? Right, basically, like because like the whole, <laughs> the whole concept
0: of the birthday thing, like, um, hey, it's his birthday, and it's like, hey, listen, we're gonna let him win because it's his birthday. Like, it's just like, what a concept to have among animals.
1: Yeah, and the fact that the Gator King is like a musician and right. I think the thing that separates them, though, is language because it's a big plot point that Anne Marie can understand all animals. Never got that as a kid. That was no.
0: one of the things I'm just like, oh, that's new. That's why she's here.
1: Yeah.
0: She can talk to animals.
1: That's why Carface kidnapped her in the first place so that she could talk to the rats and figure out who was going to win the races.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought she was as a kid. Just like, I thought that she was his niece or something. I don't know is <laughs> because he was like i love that kid you get her back for example kind of jumping over to like american tale another uh don bluth film um uh, american tale is just like it's the life of these mice that we we just don't see because they're mice basically yeah. and i guess it kind of operates in that same kind of world like these mice have these like this whole little world within them Was there anything that you noticed this time around that you didn't realize when you were a kid?
1: Basically everything. (laughs) That was just a fun story about dogs. Turns out it's a dark story about dogs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I think uh, Itchy, so in the second one, um, I mean, do you want to know about the second one? Because there are spoilers ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Because you can still watch them on Hulu if you wanted to. That's all right. The premise of the second one, um, Itchy dies and Yikes. also goes to heaven. And uh, and so someone stole the Gabriel's horn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so Charlie goes on a mission to get it back so that he can also become like an angel. Oh. They're like trying to go to like Angel Academy, basically.
1: To uh, become a bark angel?
0: Oh my gosh, that's it. Why has not they made that movie yet? Uh,
1: Listen, Hollywood,
0: here's the thing. I know you already spent a lot of money on a dog's purpose. Forget
1: that. <laughs> bark angel. Yes. With the apostle paw.
0: <laughs> right. itself. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um. But let's go ahead and uh, bark on over to Head Cannon. Very solid bark. Oh, there's a dog in my apartment. <laughs> oh, very solid bark, dog. Head Cannon is a part of the show where we share our unique ideas about the movie and explore untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Um, now i think the biggest thing that uh this movie kind of leads itself to headcanon wise um is the the concept that like all dogs are just naturally good and goodwilled and good spirited that they just get an instant pass to heaven uh which leads you to believe that the opposite must be true uh meaning that uh all cats are terrible. Uh, wow. And uh, I think, I don't think that they're like, I don't know. That's that's just, <laughs> I don't want to offend any cat people out there. Blame Don Bluth. Uh, <laughs> but it's just saying that like, yeah, all dogs are good and all cats, uh, they go into the bad place. Why do you think they call them cat burglars? <laughs> don't call them dog burglars. Because dogs are good. Uh, I think that's the big piece of headcanon. And I can't remember what, uh, if, if it's something more specific in the second one. Um, because the second, uh, or All Dogs Are Going to Heaven 2, uh, on the cover of that poster, you'll see this almost cat like demon looking character. I think his name is Red. Let's see, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. No, I guess he's a dog as well, which is weird. <laughs>
1: This just in, also a dog. (laughs) So it should be
0: called most dogs going to happen, but I feel like that's not as catchy.
1: Do you have any headcanon? Oh, man. You know. (laughs) It'd be interesting because they never really address angels in this. Mm -hmm. If, like, my headcanon would be if somehow dogs are, like, angels, to the humans as well. And they were, instead of guardian angels, they were guard dogs. Mm. Which is also why when they appear, they say, do not be afraid, because dogs can be scary. Ooh, smart. Um, so if they, if that's kind of the role that they they take over. I have no theological basis for this. That was just <laughs> what I thought of when you asked me if I had headcanon. I, I feel like the movie is so rooted in its own world that it's very difficult to to take it out of that space um yeah. yeah like if if it had been a world of all dogs like there were no humans in it then you'd probably say like this is actually like one human's processing of a bad uh experience like he's actually in jail and he escaped but this is how he views it like kind of like an oddbed mm. claymation christmas type thing but Right, um, uh, but that's not the case. So I'm gonna say angels are the dogs. I like it.
0: Uh, a thing you just made me think of is that, um, Charlie and Itchy are the same dog. <laughs> Head canine <Why>? dog ma. <laughs> uh, all right, now it's time to go into the part of the show where we talk about. Recast and remake. Ah, <Why inhale>
1: Recast.
0: Re- 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 remake. Re- oh my gosh! Same movie, but Scooby do? <laughs> 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 oh. Except
1: Scooby comes back like all zombified because he was dead, and it turns out he was the monster all <laughs> along. <laughs> oh,
0: I would love this. Just take different famous animated dogs. Same movie, but with Droopy Dog. (laughs) I'm so
1: happy. (laughs) I would make um, a cat version of this, except it would be called (laughs) Purgatory.
0: Oh, that's great. I really want to explore the Scooby Doo thing (laughs) because I feel like that would be amazing. Like, I would love it if, like, Scooby, by like, no fault of his own like just actually dies and -hmm. just starts he's just like in heaven and he just like is panicking and he accidentally sends himself back oh no that's the thing it's like uh kind of coming combining
1: casper
0: uh yeah they they scooby has some unfinished business he has to solve one last mystery Mm -hmm. who killed him
1: and it turns out that Shaggy can actually communicate with the dead, and he's the only one that can hear Scooby and communicate Mm -hmm. with him, which means Shaggy actually starts contributing to the group. (laughs) Freeloader. Get a job. If
0: you're listening, Hanna-Barbera, or people who have the Hanna-Barbera rights, we're ready for you. I honestly... Um, if we're like as far as recasting the voices, mm, um, right. who I think would actually be really good, uh, Joel McHale.
1: Oh, so I, you're going a different, you're going the smooth way, which is probably better. When I was thinking of a recast remake, I was thinking of like the sleaze factor, <laughs> and so I I thought that H John Benjamin would be a great Charlie. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: I and then to- Itchy
1: would be Josh Gad.
0: Yes. Yeah. You can't keep a good dog down.
1: No. <laughs> they do sing their own songs, which could be <laughs> problematic. <but yeah. laughs> or you can just make it really dark and uh, you get Brian Cranston to play Charlie oh B. Barkin. Gosh, yes. Um, and it's just his like getting deeper and deeper into the crime world. <laughs> and it's called barking bad. Brown. Wow. That's all or I. Or house broken. <laughs> Even better. House breaking bad. House breaking <laughs> bad dog.
0: <laughs> if that's being made, I want it to be said in that exact way. House breaking ba- bad. House bad dog. House uh, uh,
1: mm, house breaking bad dog. And Itchy would be played by Aaron Paul. Uh, he would just be Jesse again. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the use of the B-word fits pretty uh, easily perfect. Into that premise. Oh, Bobby
0: Moynihan would also be a pretty good uh, Itchy.
1: You got that from that?
0: <laughs> uh, I would also, uh, for the voice of Anne-Marie... Um, Marseille Martin. she plays uh Diane in a uh, blackish. Uh, she has the most adorable voice and but she, and she also says like a lot of like uh very complex uh, sentences <laughs> a lot. and that's just hmm. always fun juxtaposition uh, like in uh, home movies kind of thing, like hmm. kids acting like grown-ups and grown-ups acting like kids that whole dynamic. Yeah, Uh, She has a very sincere voice as well, so I think that that would be able to translate very well. Uh, And
1: Lonnie Anderson would uh, reprise her role as Flo. Yes, absolutely. All
0: right, now we are going to uh, go into our final segment, which is our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven?
1: I'd primarily recommend this movie... For the character animation side of it there is so much happening in every frame of this movie uh, that from an animator perspective it's pretty astounding just the um, like the choreography the, the facial movements um, it's not just dogs which we talked about before like it's various types of forms moving together like human it's reptile it's dog it's rats like there's just a lot going on um but all of it has a v- very unified feel um so for the characterization for the production value um i would uh recommend this movie yeah absolutely. and it's deep it's oh, got yeah. some deep tones to it
0: yeah yeah i uh i would definitely recommend this movie uh for all the reasons you said and uh just the i think it's definitely worth a watch it no pun is.
1: intended because of that though that watch <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Uh
0: perfect um it's one of those movies that shows you what animation can be because um, i feel like we there's this uh I mean, not in a negative way, but there's kind of this, like, formula to animation that people are kind of used to seeing. Um, And animation in this world, um, or in this movie, is used in such an interesting way. And I feel like the textures and the movement of animation just is so different than what you're typically used to seeing, even in today's animation. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely, I mean... I guess I'm more or less saying what you're saying. Uh, The animation is amazing to look at. Uh, And the story is, once you get past the shock of it being nothing like what you remember from your childhood. (laughs) Uh, The story is very sweet. And um, it's really cool to see um, this kind of story. Because, I mean, it's a, uh, it's not coming of age. I guess it's like a. a a secondary coming of age story for Charlie, like Charlie for the first time in his life, it feels like is learning to be a good dog. Uh, One who thinks of other people, not just himself. Um, And it's, it's, it's heartwarming. And the, the pizza, seriously, the scene where the puppies (laughs) eat that pizza, it's going to change your life. If you haven't seen it, rewatch it. Pizzas never look so good. It's just so cheesy.
1: I was watching it at 6 in the morning. I was like, I got to get some pizza. (laughs) Right? I ordered the pizza the next day because it was
0: too late to order pizza when I was watching.
1: Oh, I got an alternate tagline for it. You can't teach an old dog new traits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: whatever. Yeah, I think the first one they probably went through was just like, you can't teach a dead dog
1: new tricks. Oh, (laughs) you want to put that on a billboard?
0: Uh, So sorry. Uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: But in all seriousness, uh, probably my number one reason to recommend this movie is Judith Barsi.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, she is just a treat. Absolutely. Like her whole character, just like how she's animated and the voice that she, and the life that she gives with her voice to this character is just perfect. So absolutely agree. And that is our review of all dogs go to heaven. Let us know what you remember about all dogs go to heaven on Twitter and Instagram in both places. We are at flashback flicks. Get nostalgic. Tell us what you remember from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, I'd love to see if anyone else was as shocked as I was to see all of all of the adult uh, things. And uh, we'll compare notes there. And please uh, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Uh, leaving us a review really helps the podcast get discovered. And uh, helps other people to welcome us into their sound receptacles. So... Uh, Leave us a review on a scale of one to seven, one for each dog year, because nope, that's not good.
1: Because if it was one for each dog year, then it would be a scale of like seven to 49.
0: (laughs) On a scale of one to ten slices of animated dog pizza.
1: On a scale of one to ten Charlie's secretly illegitimate puppies. (laughs) What was his true relationship to Flo? where did all the dogs come from? Uh, I was wondering that. Like, I, <laughs> Why does he feel obligated to bring them pizza? Uh,
0: like, is that like, is Flo just like a good, she's like, ah, Charlie, where he's one of my friends from the past. It's just like, oh, are these your kids, Charlie? I haven't seen it in a long
1: time. I'm just like, oh my gosh. They all have the like two marks on either side of the mouth. <laughs> Also, where is the pepperoni joke?
0: (laughs) Oh, perfect. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flix Retro Movie Podcast. Until next time, remember to be kind and rewind.